Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College at Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to each and every one, and God bless you uh, from um, Breaking Chains, History Talk. Every Tuesday, I pondered what to start our lesson off with. And uh, for African-Americans or just Africans or those who are uh, who, uh, uh, from the African dispersion, uh, there's a lot of things that we discussed and we have been missed of slavery by white America. They say the Bible uh, uh, was built upon slavery, and the Bible talks about slavery. And I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight, I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery. And I'll go back into some other things with the origin of man. And I'll talk about emancipation proclamation about the slavery uh, in America. And I'll talk about some genetics. And I'll talk about uh, there was uh, uh, people of African um, ancestry that was in, uh, in the Americas maybe 4,000 years before Columbus ever set foot here. Uh, not on solve because Columbus, although we have Columbus Day is October the 12th. Uh, Columbus never, we've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot uh, in America. Amen. It's important that we understand, too, that, 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 that slavery is nothing but an act of the devil. Satan was put here by Satan himself. It is important that we understand those who are Christian, those who are studious of your Bible, that you would understand that when God created earth, that the earth was void and without form, Satan was, had already been kicked to the earth by, by uh, had Michael to put Satan out of heaven. Satan was wandering around. That's why he was able to embody the serpent. But Satan, Satan was already on this earth, and it is Satan who orchestrated slavery. And I'm, I'm about, to, I am about to show you this biblically, how Satan orchestrated slavery. And I'm going to tell you something about slavery. Amen. Uh, okay, now. Um, 
in the Bible, it talks about when God created mankind. They said, and that that's in um, the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses thirty six. 26 through 28, and it says, and it says, then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over all the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, and everything, every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, now God told us, God said, I give you every seed, a barren plant, on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it, they will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. Man later on became a flesh eater. But what's very important about this, he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything. He told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that creeped upon the earth. And so he so he creates man. Then they said that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm gonna show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man that the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you shall certainly die. That spiritual death in the sin. Now I'm going to take you over to the part where man, where Satan calls man to go into uh, the hatred and man to look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis. I'm going to go from Genesis 3, 15 through 19. It's, and I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you shall strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pain in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desires will be for your husband. And he shall rule over you. Now, here it comes. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit of the tree about which I command you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. A curse now because you, because you through painful toil, 
you ate food from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is where it came from. Satan caused man to have to fall, to work very, very hard. Satan caused mankind to fall, and man had to work very hard. Man had to fall. Listen to what it said. It said, from the sweat of your brow. Now, he told him, you were... You were laying around now, but from the sweat of your brow, he said, through painful tar, I told him, say, through painful tar, he said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful tar, that means struggling and working hard, you will eat from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. And then he said, from the sweat of your brow, hard, hard work, you will eat your food. And then he said, from dust to hour, dust I shall return, that man would die physically. Now, listen, when I, when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was, until he listened at Satan. He would name the animal and all the tree. He just picked it enough for him to live off of. Everything. He didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them, because I read to you earlier, every vegetable and fruit was for him. He was supposed to be, I, I, I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, Satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work. Man is lazy. Man didn't want to do the work, so man started getting involved in slavery. Now, it is important that we, we look at these things about mankind because throughout your Bible, you're going to find out that it's been said that, 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 that slavery was okay biblical. But slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told me some laws for them how to treat a person if that person was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want you want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90 Almost 99% of the people down there had some people through war and things like that who were, 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 were captured and ended up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves into servitude. Sometimes that they were talking about a uh, man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he was give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone, like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other places. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. That person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pay, and, and things, so it was not real slavery. 
Now, in Genesis, the 14th chapter, 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham uh, had like 318 men serving. And I listen to what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about Lot, had been taken captive, 318 trained men born in his house and went and pursued at first day. He went and he, re- and he battled with them and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those 313 would have been counted as servants. But they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals walking around the wilderness, you go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. They were, he took with him 318, well, 318, excuse me. They could have walked on about their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they use, 318 trained men born in his household. This circumcised them. And this is just 14 and 14. They lived, they ate, they worked. If they shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating goat or sheep. They shared in everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it. Now, listen at this, and I'm going to tell you some more. In Genesis 15, chapter, verse 2 and 3, it tells you that however it was really When Abraham, you remember he was Abram first, he didn't have any children, but now it was said that, it said that Abraham says, Talking to God here in a vision, he says, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus. Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave of, of uh, well, a servant. He wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram. And he wasn't an Israelite. He was from Damascus. Now listen at what it say. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So the servant in my house with is my heir. Mean everything that the 117 servants that worked for him would have been working for the servant Eliezer. Now, all this is, 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 is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat, whatever he had would have been for Eliezer. Now, I want you to do what you call Now, listen at this. You, you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery in Old Testament? In Exodus 21 and 16, listen at what they said. If anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession. Majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped from their homeland and brought over here. And make us believe that we were sold on the 
And Africa could become a part of, part of, a, part of a tribe if they stayed there and worked and, and agreed to be, go to battle with that tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today. And, and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now, this said in Exodus 21 and 16 that, that, that if you're sold, they was to be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim uh, has been sold, whether the victim has been sold, but is still in the kidnapper's possession. That person was supposed to have been killed. If they came there and they brought that person, those ship people bringing, that was bringing slaves over to America, biblically, they were to be killed. Now, I, I want us to, that if you think that's so, then Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now, listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. You ate good, but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything, and those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell from from Satan. When God, when Satan caused man to fail, and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow. And, you know, when he was earning from the sweat of his brow, and thorn and thistles he would bear, and when he had to really work, man being slothful and lazy, man got other men and captured and, and enslaved other men to do the work for them. That's what happened in America. And, well, and, and, and the children of Israel, they were supposed to have the Hebrews they would only work them to pay off for debt. And then if they wanted to stay on, because you was eating good, and you they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter in the 43rd verse, it says, you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, God said, you're not to beat him, you're not to rape him, you're not to do anything like that to them. But that's not what what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people that's trying to tell us that slavery was okay, it was part of the Bible, is a lie. You know, God looks at, and then if, if you want to find out, you say, well, that was everything, Pastor Kemp, well, Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was Old Testament. Well, you know, if they say, well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave. In the book of Philemon, it talks about a runaway slave. And Paul told him to go back. Well, he owed that guy money that, that he was a, a servant under. He was under servitude, you know, 
they had different people. They had people that that was in totally self in the slavery. There were some people that that were uh, indentured servants, and others that were there. Now, slave could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be there, but you still have to understand that after so long. On the day of Jubilee, they were supposed to set the slave free. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, say you should not rule over, talking about, about talking about your servant, ruthlessly, mean, or, mean, be mean to him, beat him, and kill him, but shall fear God. Now, listen to what Timothy said, and you can look this up. This is in the book of First Timothy, the first chapter, in the 10th verse. The sexual immoral men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Did you get that? That's that Paul. Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Timothy, first and second Timothy, and Titus. This is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexual immoral, the sexual immoral individuals, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, those who enslave people, liars, perjurers. And whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, it's, it's not it's against God's ordinance. It's time that we that that we start studying our Bibles and find out because there's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God, God, God didn't will that we be slaves. Now God still do allow it because we we have slavery right now. Little girls being sold in the slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. We have it all over the world still going on, where, where they're kidnapping people from, from Asian countries and bringing them up here by ship, keeping them in, have them working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen or the men. That That's today. God tempting young girls and beat them and keep them making money and, and servitude. That's a form of slavery. But the slavery in the Bible was totally different from the day. You get an opportunity. You could go to a Christian, what is it's, it's a call, it's called Christian. It's called by a deal with Christian. It's a Christian Bible study group that discuss different topics, and you could find out uh, from them. You could look; they'll give you all the information you need. ChristianQuestion.com, and, and it, it'll answer. You could ask questions, and you could come up with with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone said. And for 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 centuries we've been bombarded that blacks should be slaves and things like that we've been bombarded with you know the reason why i came up i wanted this is because 
slavery was uh, ended with the emancipation in 1863 in America, but it uh, but the import of slave bringing in slave to America had ended long before then. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But ne- nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, so they we were taught, now, now this is crazy, we were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible, but I, 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 I'm a person that I just, excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study. I will study and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know, too, in America, America is, is, is just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible? And I'm I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a a person's mindset because it's still still carrying over right now. The effects of it is still permeating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because the majority of African Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites, the majority of whites came to Ellis Island. And if you want to look it up, it's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the sisters of the Confederacy. They were they taught their children all these racist things that 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 we hear. And that's why one thing that the children have been taught by elders about being uh, racist. And so long as that's going through and, and the children are, are being taught elders, and see, that's what we learn from. A child is not to uh, not not born to be a racist. A child is that's a taught behavior. You know, that's a taught behavior. And 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 so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who have been trained. In the art of white supremacy. Now, it's important that we understand, too, the difference in the slavery that I just came there where Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave, was not so you weren't supposed to beat the slave and or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a, a selling a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa and brought here. You saw that on roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages. And what's so bad about it today that we see? I often time, often I, I, I on 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 this program, I use the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Where if you think about what's been said, it's, it's been taught to us that while well, we did, we sold our own people into slavery, but that's far from the truth. They 
they were doing at first. They did. Some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did, but the majority of them were captured. The place when would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey, and they could work them longer, and they were easy to, to train and learn a language, another language. But I want us to understand that when black folks came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came um, to uh, to America, the ship, uh, it came to Fort Summer, uh, April of 12, 18, uh, with that, what, 16, um, 1619. Excuse me, that, I mean, excuse me, it didn't come to Fort Summer, but that the first slave came to America in, in, in 1619. Uh, but now, we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many, many slaves that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that uh, places that people came to America was 26% of the slaves came from the Congo. Mbongdu, the blight of Bifora, talking about the Igbo, the Tankers, or the Buai. Or Bulo, that was 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes. Senegal, Bamba. The Mandika, you heard about Manduka water. Pule and the Wolos, about 14% of the slaves came from there. From the Windward, where they, they tell me the Gold Coast, I can. Akinfo was 13.1%. The Windward Coast, Maddie and the Keys were 5%. The Bride of uh, Benai, Yoruba, Eva, the Fulani, 4.3%, which I am, I have some um, Yoruba, Igbo, uh, I have uh, some Mandinka and some others when I when I went through my heritage, but it's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the Americas were the percentage of it, and a lot of them came from the Congo and and, and Angola, because here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, specifically in the Policianas uh, around where the uh, state of uh, Maximum security prison is the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana, because the plantation set on eighteen thousand acres, and which is the prison now that sit on eighteen thousand acres, and uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now it's important that we understand too. Now I told you earlier that. In January the 1st, 1808, it was, eight, I said 1803, but excuse my mistake, that the U.S. official banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies. And it was all, it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now, again, now, at 
the slaves at Print Comfort were the first place where the slave did come in in Virginia around Jamestown, and and that was. Uh, 1619. Now, but just to go further, but because the slaves with that our forefathers and, and, and African Americans forefathers, because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand just just the hard that we faced. Uh, they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle. And they would keep them there for months, crowded where people had to stand up the whole time. And when they would take time to sit down, but they wasn't cleaning the place. You were standing in your own feces for months. Then you was loaded on a ship for a two to almost three month journey, chained to the bottom of woods, your bed sores, yearning and feces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard. The sick being thrown overboard because they couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you you wasn't fed a good meal. The food, they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating much, but they were working you from sunup to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped, you were burnt, you were lynched. But this they but for some reason today they don't want this part tied in school today. The true history. The true history is just how low uh the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about you look at how Rome is built over with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who you think built Rome up the the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back to the time of Adam and and, and Eve, and I told you that when slave when 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 sin came into the world, Satan brought sin into the world, and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it. Those who could pay for it paid for those who had the strong arm, they did it. America was built on slavery. Over 250 years, right at 300 years, uh, nothing but being in servitude. Now, those are the, that's how long it was before Emancipation Proclamation, but it lasted even longer. It lasted 300 and something plus years because man started sharecropping. I didn't know, I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You work you from sunup to sundown in their field, the sugarcane cotton field. They got rich and you was on there, you stayed on their land and the only thing you did, you had the money that, the little money you got, you bought from their stores (laughs) and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy your own, buy you somewhere, somewhere to live and to move away. And I know how this goes because I've seen my people, my relatives, and I've seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money up when he went over in World War II. 
Now, it, it's very important for us to, to say uh, that I told you that in 1808 that you, the United States officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa, meaning you couldn't bring slave ship would not be entered into the United States with, 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 with cargo of slaves. But the southern states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, Kentucky, and, 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 and Tennessee, Arkansas, all these countries continue to, to want to slave because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to uh, uh, leave the union, secede from the union. And uh, since they wanted to secede from the union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this, this is the lie that, that was that, that that the war was, wasn't started by slavery, but the war was, they say, it was more than just slavery. There was state rights and the Western expansion. Well, the state rights consisted that the Southern states wanted to keep slaves, and that's why they wanted to pull out. So that that, that lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail who didn't own anything, who came here. So they didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were, a whole lot of them were alcoholics. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. So the Civil War really started April the 12th, 1861. That was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired at, on April the 12th. It was fired at Summer spring, for summer springs. Okay, and they said it was four AM that the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer. Okay, that's the beginning. The Southern uh states left the Union in eighteen sixty. In April twelve, eighteen sixty one was the start of the war. Now it's important that we that we that we pick up on this. Now Emancipation Proclamation actually happened. Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in 1883. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with, and um, they signed Emancipation Proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth it's not to see because the other states knew that the war was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the 1st, 1863, and the U.S. Uh, approached its third year in a bloody civil war. In the third year of the war, uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation declared that all persons here as slaves within uh, the rebellious states, meaning the South, 
are and henceforth shall be free. But now, here it is. The slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June 19, 1865. So you look at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months that the slaves in Texas found out. Now, the history book tell us that, that some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas. The Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were by executive decree this day came to be known, and that's why we have it as the decree as June 19th. And it was not because that's the day that 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 slavery was supposedly put to an end. It was no okay. In eighteen oh eight, that's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not uh, listen. They continued to bring the slaves in. And they were not going to give up slavery. See now, the decree that 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 President Lincoln had gave it it was took over, like I say, two years and six months uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the first, eighteen sixty-five, the true abolition or abolish ab- abolition of uh, slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified on December the 6th, 1865. Now, I want you to understand about this now. Slavery was ratified, but there was a ratification of that with the uh, 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment didn't help uh, do us justice because it said that if a person committed a crime, they could be put back into servitude. Now, 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 what they're saying that you could be put back into servitude, I mean, if you committed a crime, oh, now, slavery is just over with, right, in 1865. So, but you could be put back into servitude. Servitude is slavery. So, in essence, if you committed a crime, if you were walking around off the plantation, they got a law called vagrant. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job, anything, you could be locked up. Now, they just set you free. Any little crime you commit or any crime they said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off to work for free. So it, it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in after the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South, and then the night riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or to try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay, so the most of the people stayed right where they were. They could not read. They didn't know anyone, didn't have anywhere to go. 
So, so many stayed in the South. Now, I'm going to read this and then, uh, because I think it's important, because now, they, they asked which state had, had the more slaves in, in 1790. Well, the, the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. They had 292,627. South Carolina had 107,094. Maryland had 103,036. North Carolina had 100,572. They had more in that area where they first started bringing them in than they had in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, or any other place, uh, for, for that to say. And also, I found out that some of my people Specifically on my dad's side were 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 um were mulattoes and they were sold from uh South Carolina to Louisiana. <laughs> so I do have some ancestors, but the most important thing too I want you to get is this. Slavery started not slavery, but our history started long before the history of America. Blacks played an important role in the Bible. We played an important role. And you're trying to figure out who you are because we don't know who we are. You are the original human being. When I say the original, I mean that you are truly the original human being. All you have to do is talk to some anthropologists or geneticists and begin to sit down those who are not trying to hide what they've already written. I'll pick up the books and you'll find out they have already written that you are that person, that life came, started, originated in Africa from dark-skinned people, people of color from Africa. Uh, those are the original human beings. And, and this is proof by their own anthropology, the study of man. We're going to look into it because I want us to understand. And I, I, I can also coincide this too with the Bible. Now, they have uh, what you call Australopithecus. Uh, and, that, and, that, and that's... Um, Dealing with uh, anthropology, osteoporosis and zoanthropy and things like this. This deal with uh, uh, the study of mankind, anthropology, the origin of man. Now, I just had someone to tell, ask me a question at the why as we were working out the Bible contradicting itself. Because the Bible, uh, the world is could define apostles and every and of uh, individual that's more than six thousand years old. Dinosaurs more than six thousand years old. And I want to ask, and what Bible did anyone see where they said six hundred thousand years ago God created the heavens and the earth? The Bible only says in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now I know where it comes from. 
they talk about Methuselah after half of my long he lived, and then they count the time of Methuselah. And we don't know how long it was before God started allowing things to start counting. Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of before man starts slowly dying. Okay, uh, they're talking about Lucy being Australopithecus, and they're talking about that in 1974 in Ethiopia, they found a fossil of a procounter of evolution also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time. And the name Lucy became a household name because Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things when they stumbled up on, on Lucy, uh, the pelvis bone and some other bones of a female. And when they dated her, she would, would date back to 3.18 million years. Now, this is someone black. And I want you to really put this together. I don't, it, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you're black. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race, they go to Africa. Now, I, I need to put a little period there just for a moment. If you read your Bible, because you're going to say, well, well, what you've been taught is that everything started over in Asia, around, way, 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 around Asia, and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden, you've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this is that when God created created the garden where man where he put Adam and Eve was gonna be when he created it, it came from four river heads. One river turned to four river heads. And the first is the Gaion and the second is the Pishon. Well the Gaion and the Pishon both are the Nile River. And they said that the now the Gaion it, it encompassed the land of Havila, which is Cush, but as Beldona. Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one, what they talk about is the Pishon. And they say about something about it encompassed land of uh, Deja Budi, which is Mali land, which is Somalia. All this is on is 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 is, is Africa on the eastern parts of Africa. Now I I I I I I, I know that the third when he did it when God created in the second chapter of the book of Genesis. I know that the flood not, did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. When the flood when the flood occurred, about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood. So that was before the deluge was to God. But then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the land masses after the flood. That part end up having the uh, Gulf of Sazan. They end up with the Red Sea and other different lakes that that divided the landmass. There's it's even been said if you want to do some uh, research on it about uh, the Red Sea, this is land bridge. 
In other words, where you could see that it was all connected together at one time. So now, now I will, that's what I want you to see. Now, then they go on and they talk about the Hedekia and the and, uh, Euphrates River. Now, it's been said that the Hedekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hedekia being the Tigris River, but I beg the difference because they said that the Hedekia ran east and west, but the Hedekia runs parallel with the Tigris River today, and that's north and south. So I don't think that the Hedekia River uh, is, uh, is is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it would run. So I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. Whoever was trying to uh, interpret what it was saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say that keep it in Asia, which it was never with the Garden of Eden because uh, case in print is that in the garden, it had every animal. And just to say right there in that small vicinity, you couldn't have giraffe, lions, you know, rhinos, uh, hippos, cheetahs, uh, uh, leopards, you name them, wolves, and all these other animals, you could not have them. You know, you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And and then with this, you'll find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now, before I move on a little bit, I'm, I want to tell you about the Abantu River. Now, the Nile River is the Hedekia, not the, excuse me, not the Hedekia, but the Nile River is the Pashon and the Guyon. And the Nile River splits off in one part go around uh, Ethiopia and, and the other one go around uh, Somalia and then it empties out into the Mediterranean. But now, that, that, that and, and you can look that up in your Bible. You can look that up with a Bible or a book and it will tell you that uh, during the creation that that's where the garden was located at, that those are the rivers they're talking about. You have what you call the Blue Nile and you have what you call the White Nile. But there's also a river that could be the Hedekia River that springs off it because it, it does run east and west. It's called a Bantu River. But it, it, it's time that we start researching it because right now they're talking about turning the, the country back over a white since we had a black president. They're saying that uh, we can't teach true history because then white kids are going to find out they didn't uh, discover, didn't invent, and that they were savages that committed genocide, rape, and other things. So it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done. Thing that they ever did was being a heathen. And the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After when President Obama came in, into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party formed, and the Tea Party main thing was we want our country back. And 
oftentimes most blacks that I and did not understand what they were saying, what they were saying that we had mass enough people of color to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean. You had enough Native Americans, people of Hispanics, you know, from, from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin Americans, and a few and some white votes would give, and you didn't have to get a high, high percentage of white. But if you could have got 15 to 20 percent, 20 percent of white votes and got 15 percent of of, um, of uh, Latino votes, take the 15 percentage of them, get they get their 15 percent of the voters of America. You had you had 40 percent and then America, then the black is, is 13 percent. That would give you fifty. That would give you about fifty-three right there, not counting the people from Asia and others. So that would be enough to get you in. And they are afraid that they're going to lose their power and will not rule America anymore. There's also a young, uh, not young lady, but a lady that that worked in the cabinet of President George. Uh, I mean, not George Bush, but President Biden. She made a statement that just, it just, just really touched me that people would make that statement that the people in America, they should have a mandate that America should have no more than one or two kids. And, and it's, 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 it's no secret that the white population and white childbirth has de- decreased. African-American childbirth is staying the same, is level off, being the same, but Hispanic birth rate is sky high, and so they don't want them in to populate because they're going to lose their power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing where if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state, and they red states. That's what's going on. So it's a lot of things that are going on that, that that we're seeing and things. And so I was telling you about that. But now I want I want to go on since that I was telling you the reason I told you about in Ethiopia. But I wanted to let you know that that was part of the Garden of Eden. Now you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey. They were from they were really Britain of paleontologists. Who, who they discovered the first uh, fossil proconsul school. Now, but that proconsul school wasn't a human. It was a stink ape, which is now believed to be uh, the ancestor of the human race. But they, they found, uh, discovered robust, what they call xenxanthropus. Now, xenxanthropy uh, simply means East Africa. They found a skull in the O.D. Dodge in Tanzania, in, uh, in, in East Africa, and uh, the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found of an ancestor to an ape. Then they found human remains in the O.D. Gorge. And while excavating in the O.D. Gorge, they found different Arrowhead that date back over a million. Now this could go back to 2.7 million years ago. 
but that's in Vancouver. And they found these fossils, and they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there. But now listen at this, listen at this, if you will. And uh, I had, I was talking with the city council person of my area, and uh, she had invited me to her office, and we sat down and just had a conversation, and she was picking my head about certain things, and she texted me back because she she didn't take the correct notes, but uh, I told her that everybody came from one lady, and I know that we we in the Bible it talks about Adam and Eve, but now this lady's name is Eve. Now, if we trace back the DNA and the my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part the, of mitochondria within ourselves, all humans, all humans, excuse me, have a theoretical common ancestor. This woman known as mitochondria Eve, she is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Fell in the past on the mitochondrial DNA as a result. All humans today, listen at me, not Africans, but all humans today, Africans too, but I'm saying every race, I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, I don't care if you're Russian, I don't care if you where you're from, Brazil, America, wherever you're from, we carry her DNA. Now, listen at this. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Since 200,000 years ago, everybody carries her DNA. White, black, dead, I don't care yellow, whatever color you are, you carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, about three, about 3,300, about 2,000, about 2,300 years ago, uh, they found a man that had died about 2,300 years ago in South Africa. They found his fossils. And what they noticed when they were able to get DNA, that when they got it, that mitochondria DNA from this man, they found out this guy in Southern Africa is the closest relative yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that he was he lived in a fishing area where there was fishing and his genetics there was, was matched ease. Now the place where they found his his, his remains is called Saint Helen Bay in South Africa. By a geologist name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, as we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from sub-Saharan Africa, 
which really is the cradle of humanity, to have had DNA sequence. Now, that, that, that's something that we need to look at, and then we may be thinking, say, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp, well, why do we look so different? And I, I always love to talk about this. Why do we look so different from the way uh, whites look different from blacks? Now, I want you to understand that out of Africa, when, when, when the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving to other areas from that hot African climate and the sun and things, because have a lot of desert areas, about 70,000 out of Africa started 70,000 years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, small populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia. That's over where we see the Holy Land or, or Babylon and all that, Iraq and all in those areas that are Saudi Arabia. You have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia, before they spread it east to Europe, and they spread, they say that they spread it east to Europe maybe about 40,000 years ago. And then reaching the America went west to the America. Now, I want you to understand that that the people were black. And and this is what I want you to understand. Now, the, 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 what our, our greatest and the father of uh, genetics, his name is Gregor Mendo. And he talks about inheritance involving the passing on of discrete units of inheritance, talking about genes that come pass on from our parents to us, from one flower to another, from one animal to another. We pass on different genes. That's why you a whole lot of people look like their father, they look like their mother, because the genes are passed on. But now, through his study, he found out that even with plants, a dog plant was dominant. A white plant would be a recessive. He found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin or white, what, what, what Caucasians are, come from a recessive gene, but black and brown came from dominant gene. Brown eyes came from a dominant gene. Blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the definition of of dominant, dominant means superior. Recessive means a lower form. So it's this. You could take two of the blackest people in the Sudan, and certain areas of the Sudan is where the darkest people on the planet live. And you could take them and they could have a child and that child could come out albino. Meaning that child could look white, come out white. So you could you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. You uh two whites cannot produce a black child. Why? Because that it all started with black. So blacks came in the variations and they had to go through what you call a mutation. Now, 
this is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. Mental studies showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation, that if we independently separate ourselves and just away a certain look of Caucasian people just move independently, separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same recessive genes. And the law of, of uh, dominance is that if you have the people uh, with the dominant genes or dominance, it, you're going to produce a dominant race. Segregation means when you separate, and that's what happened with the Europeans and us, uh, separation, but I want you to listen at this. Now, why we look different, and, and, and those of you who are going through COVID now, we have this different strain of COVID. I see I'm running close to running out of time. Time, But we went through, uh, human beings go through what you call a mutation, just like the variant that they have and the different types of COVID. Now, if you look at Webster Dictionary, it defines a mutation that it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, it can be transmitted to different generation. When they went over in Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of lateral hair changed. That was it. And they say it's that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA of depletion, insertion or rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people albinos because there's a, 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 a deletion of the gene melanin in that individual. That's why we have albinos. Albinos have, uh, have a, a deletion of, of that gene of, of melanin uh, in their body. The same as Caucasian, but I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being an albino just, just tells that they are recessive. Now, it, now this is now. Listen at this closely, and you can look it up for yourself. The mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter a species. How did new variants enter the human species through a mutation? They started off black, and they and they end up end up being different colors. They have looked at Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, all these different things. So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady, and her name was mitochondria Eve. I I, I had more more things that I wanted to talk, but I I had to talk about the today. I had to go back over um, about about the Civil War, and I had to talk to you pertaining to Emancipation Proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what they've taught our ancestors about slavery and about like God, God ordained. God did not ordain slavery. Satan ordained it. He brought it in here when man had to work hard. He said, what are your brows? 
Genesis, the third chapter, verse 16 through 19. It talks about how hard and thorns and thistles, how he would tar me hard work. Man was lazy. Why do you think that 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 that, that place had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw how hard that work is, you'll know why and you didn't see the like, see black whites out there. Because they did just what Satan brought into the world. Satan brought that in here by tipping Adam and Eve. We told Eve and then Adam listen to his wife Eve and they all they went into uh sin and God cursed them and he cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely gonna die. He told them that, you know, from dust they came and dust that they still returned. See man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever. But they were created to be herbivores. And we were created, if you read in the second chapter, that they say every plant, every vegetable, every fruit was given man for, for man to eat. But after man sinned and God had to kill an innocent animal, from that point on, man started eating meat. And that's why the older, older, I know the old African-Americans always would tell us, my, my grandparents, my parents would, Tell us you don't care nothing that you're not going to do. Amen. God bless you. Uh, are there anyone that have any questions? God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Uh, the line is open. Uh, good evening. Good evening. God bless you. Hello. God bless uh, you. Yes. Good evening. Yes. I just want, I just wanted to thank y'all again for continuing to bring this program. It's extremely enlightening, extremely educational, uh, extremely necessary in this day and age. Uh, we have all of these uh, things that's going on, and Dr. Kemp touched on one of them. Uh, they just afraid. It looks like the, the other truth. I mean. I had some conversations with some folks, and I, I just simply asked them, you know, well, listen, is it true? <laughs> you know what I mean, is it true? I mean, what what is the problem if it's the truth? I mean, uh, if you can accept the truth that man has gone to the moon, if you can accept the truth that uh, we have flying cars, if you can accept those truths, in this modern day life and time, why can't you accept the truth about, you know, American history? The truth about American history. Um, it, it, it's amazing. It's just, you know, they didn't have any answer for me at the time, you know. They say it's a, a critical race theory is is, is a racist. is basically what they're saying. But they don't want to sit down and talk truthfully about race if that's what you want to call it it's just it's just the truth it's just the truth and that's all i had to say gentlemen thank you all so much for continuing to do a great job a great job well thank you well thank you very much uh 
Brother George, we thank you very much for coming and sharing. Again, I don't like the the, the title CRT critical race theory because mm-hmm. a theory by definition is an unproven fact, and a fact <laughs> is something that's the truth. Just like yeah. the historicity, if you use the term historicity, uh, but they don't want uh, the true history told. They want to make the with not a, a not a big or uh, a little white lie, a big white purple blue yellow lie would have been told to people throughout time. There's never been that savages came to America. They killed people and took their land, raped them, killed them, mm-hmm. marched them to a, a desolate place where crops don't really grow in mountains, mountainous area, and put them on, on reservation. And then enslaved people to build a country for them. That's not told. Uh, they'd rather say Columbus discovered America, and he never came to the mainland America. He never sat foot. They call all the little islands out there the Americas, <laughs> but he never came to America or the United States. So that's a lie. <laughs> they were not the first to build certain things. That's a lie. They enjoy everybody else's invention. And, and just that, they enjoyed everybody. The most most uh, popular invention right now is a cell phone. It has computers, everything on it, mm-hmm. and it was invented by a black male. So when you when you think about things, that just is just one I just was throwing up, you know, putting out there to you. You know, the GPS in your car and in your on your phone that directs you if you going if you going to. Uh, Chicago, and you need to go to 11th Street, and you put that address in, and you leave here like I'm in Louisiana, mm-hmm. a, a, the GPS will take you directly there. That's a, a black female, mm-hmm. African-American female. Mm-hmm. So the elevator, you can't go to the top of the uh, the Sears Tower, which is about the tallest building in America, the Sears Tower in Chicago. You couldn't go to the top of that without an elevator. I like to see somebody work on the hundredth floor and walk there every day. Have to walk up to get there. <laughs> so it, there's so many things that's ironic that that we we we've taken care of. Could you would you imagine what uh, New York would look like without a red light? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eight million people <laughs> traveling down the street without a red light. Can you imagine that? Or a light bulb that 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 would go out and would go would, would flash on and go out and go out and turn off because it wouldn't stay on till the filament was made. Or when the, the, the when would you plant your crops without Latimer? We're talking about the almanac, how the tides come in at a, in the morning and recede at a certain time, and about it travel by by the moon, mo, 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 how the the motion of the moon. The tribe, and this was all. This was come by some of the people hadn't graduated from school and educated themselves. We truly are great people. Amen. But as I told my grandson today, it hurts me to see what this generation is doing with their lives, with this 
rap mm. and uh, killing each other and uh, you know just not trying to get trade off education. It befuddles me to to uh, to even try to think and try to rationalize what's going on. And we are we supposed to be trying to move forward, and they they they're taking us backwards. You know, yes, once it was the clans, now now it, it, is we killing ourselves, and at not not at a low rate, at an alarming rate. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, like again, I I'm, I'm, I live right here in, in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we, if we were the city that shot at Chicago, I, I mean, you talking about three million, right at close to three, well, three million people, and then our parish, we don't, we don't have quite, we're not quite uh, in the East Baton Rouge parish is four hundred and sixty-two thousand. About right out of half a million. Would you imagine how many people would die if we had three million a year? Mm. We we mm. we we'd make Chicago look like a Boy Scout. It's sad <laughs> for cities this size to be have that 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 many deaths. New Orleans too. New Orleans population is not as high. Orleans Parish is not as high. Is the population in East Baton Rouge Parish? There are more people that live here, but all these parishes do the same thing. A dwarf large city for this, the murder rate, and it's sad that this is what we're doing, and that's just not in Louisiana, but that's all over America, and there's Amen. all kids killing one another, and it hurts me, and it really, really hurts me, and I have to speak out against it. Is there anyone else out there that would like to ask a question or would like to share? If you have something you'd like to share with us tonight, please, please share with us. Or if just another but, question, that's fine. But if you want to share something, please share. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Dr. Kemp, uh, I was saying, you know, when you were saying about researching and studying, uh, a lot of times you hear them talk about uh, they quick to jump on the Black Wall Street and what happened to it. But uh, what needs to be done, somebody needs to tell them to go on and uh, study to create a Black Wall Street and begin to uh, uh, simulate and practice those uh, habits and characteristics and traits and skills so that they could create another Black Wall Street. There are enough uh, uh, of us out here, but we have a generation now that really Looks seems as though they're, you know, they're not willing to step forward and work toward creating another Black Wall Street. There's enough money out here for us to do something like that, but they don't want. To, they don't seem like they're interested in doing that. We have enough that we uh, the amount of money that African Americans spend. I can't say exactly what it is, but some of these smaller countries we have enough more than. A, so many countries in, 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 in on this globe right now. I mean, countries. Just the African American, what we spend, our our what we add to the economy, we could have a big, a nice sized country. So it would be mm-hmm. easy to do it, but it just like when you when you when United withstand, divided will fall. 
you have the haves and the have-nots, and we've always had uh, we always had a distance apart because whites have always uh, when whites give some people a, a little break and they get a little change, then they want to they 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 become like they're white and they they help practice systemic racism, and then there are others with the crowd mentality. When you start moving forward, they your own people sometimes will tear you down. So. We have to get past a lot of hurdles, and we would have to grow because ignorance is bliss. We have, and we don't like to say it. We have a lot of ignorant black people that, I mean, they're not training their children right. They're not doing it, and they're not pushing education. Uh, they get high with their children. They think getting high is what it's about, and it's about making money. It's about being doctors and chemists and engineers so we could have our own doctors, we could build our own businesses, and we could refine our own different things. We we need people that's going to, um, in agriculture, we need people that are dealing with an agrarian society where we where we, we, we could grow our own, own things. And I think uh, Elijah Muhammad and some others had a good thing about that, about having an agrarian society where we grow our own crops. But uh, it's a lot of things, but it, we have to learn to multitask. Uh, too often, um, when we talk about things, we deal with things that just a microcosm, just a small bit of the stuff that we need to uh, uh, be successful. And if if I don't come up with the idea, I don't want it to go through because you're not doing what I want. And that's why we can't go for Whenever you get a good leader, you always have somebody that's going to try to push forward further. Um, and so I've always hated it. Me, I don't mind if I have find a real good leader. If I can find me another leader like like Martin Luther King, I follow him. That man, I love what he did, and I love what he stood for. And he died knowing that if he kept doing what he doing, he was going to die. But he did it for all of us. But it seems though we forget it. And we go back into that same old thing, nothing but drug addicts and alcoholics, lay around, don't want work. Okay, you don't work, you don't eat. You don't work, you can't own anything. So if you don't work to put together Wall Street, you can't have it. You can't have it both ways. Amen. Any other question we need that, that, that we have out there or somebody, something that need to be shared tonight? Are there any more questions or anything? Iron sharpens iron. The only dumb question is one not asked. Amen. Amen. Well, it seems as though there's no more questions. We don't have any more questions or any. No one want to share with us tonight, but uh, I thanks for tuning into our presentation, and I pray that I, something was said that, that open our eyes more to exactly what's going on in the world today and to give us more knowledge of ourselves. When I say ourselves, I'm talking about African-American people, our history, because it started before slavery, way before the 1600s. It started thousands and thousands of years, and that's what we would, that's what we have. To, to 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 deal with is what occurred then, and this is this is is what we're living with right now. 
and we need to know about ourselves. We are people that were brought over from West Africa. We didn't know anything. Our history lost our language, our names, our culture. When you take a person's culture and name away from them and language away from them, you start them off as a zero. And then when you take away from their ability to learn to read, then you take something else away. So once you start taking all these things away, you have nothing. And uh, that's what I want to say. And I want to say this, too. In slavery time, they said that the slaves show on television like the slave was dumb. They had to beat them because they didn't know what to do. Well, I submit to you, if if I can't speak your language, I will seem to be dumb, although I could be the greatest architect, but if I don't know you what you're talking about, about being an architect, or the language that I need to use about being an architect, then um, <laughs> uh, to build a building, just simple thing is building a house. If I, I didn't know what they told my castle, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the term house. I think you're talking about a castle, what, what we're doing, but it's a house. Um, <laughs> it goes to show it French and somebody wanted to tell me about, I could get information from a library and somebody say, I'll a bibliotech. Uh, that's French. The library, I, I wouldn't understand, and and, and 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 our people didn't understand the language, and it made them seem like they were dumb. But as soon as they knew that whites needed a house built, they were able to build a house. They, they were they, they built a White House, they, were, they built Washington, and they were able to even draw the prints up. So uh, it was it, nothing have ever been too hard for us. We have survived more than a Holocaust. The Holocaust we went through lasted 300, well, you could say it's still going on, uh, going on even with some of parts of it today. So we'll survive some things. And so we just have to keep reaching out and surviving because, like I say, Holocaust five or six years at the most. But we just, it's, it's like a perpetual thing with with, with African-American uh, suffering. It's systemic now. It's built in the fabrics of America, and they're trying to add to it with the rules and things that uh, I used to call him an orange orangutan, but our our our, our former president Donald Trump, um, mm-hmm. with the things that he's trying to put in order to, uh, the, you know, uh, gerrymandering and the voting right, trying to dilute the voting strength and things like that. So. It's so much that we're, that we're up against today, George Floyd Act, about the police paying for what they do when they're wrong. Because the police, sometimes, they, they, we do draw down on them. Mm-hmm. It, it proof that some of them are being killed. So, uh, you know, if you're wrong, you pay for your, your wrongdoing. But you, you don't kill a person that had their hands up innocent, and you don't have to beat them like animals either. If you if they did something wrong, arrest them and let them do their time, and don't just over sentence them. But it, it, it's it's systemic racism. The judicial system uh, sentences black to more time than they sentence whites to. Black go to prison for more simple things than Caucasians or, or other races. 
So until they, they, they stop that, we, can, we can't go forward, and America is not a Christian country. Amen? Amen. Amen. I hear somebody out there. Sound like I hear my friend out there. Yeah, I just been quiet tonight, Reverend Kemp. <laughs> I mean, you do you do such a you do such a heck of a job. You know, I want to make sure that I'm paying attention. And what we have to do, also, all the listeners have to do, is that we have to jot down the names of some of these books that you be talking about, because it's our responsibility also to read the books. We just can't. We just can't let you do all of that. We have to do it, too. So thanks again, Reverend Kemp. Well, I just want to say I appreciate you tuning in. And those who know, I'm not going to call his name, but this is my one of my great teachers and one of my fellow brothers that 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 is very knowledgeable. And uh, I really appreciate him. And God bless you. And I'm glad you tuned in to Tonight, when I heard your voice, I, <laughs> I knew you, you. that was your voice. I caught your voice. But God yes, bless sir. you. And, uh, well, I'm going to continue to do my research. And as Brother Jarvis would say, I love to do research and study. And people, you may not believe this, most of the information I gave you came from white scholars, but they're never going to teach you the truth. They they'll know the truth and never let it be out. That's why uh it got this what this thing talking about uh, what you call them, a disequilibrium. Um they're talking about um uh, how um uh, blacks have more series uh you know, in their DNA they count more series and so uh, that makes you be more intelligent than all the other races. all the all all the other races have six what is six series but right. African-Americans, I mean, uh, West Africa, have nine series. That means that you're more intelligent than them. That's why you're, you're able to do so much. And they would not publish it. It's called Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. Global Patterns of Disequilibrium. And uh, it's 15 white scientists wrote it. They were going to do a book, but they... They stopped and wouldn't do a book because what what came out and everyone could buy it, so they copyrighted it and didn't put it in a book form because it came out saying that people from West Africa was was like three oh, over three times well oh, or three above the natural uh, uh, regular right. human three above. And then when you look at all the things that we have invented, just African Americans, not in Africa, because Africa have, have have given us more than African Americans have given to the United States. India haven't contributed a lot. China too, but Europe have contributed. Europe have, and Europe and the European noted they have contributed a very very little. But they arrived everywhere and and pillaged and took things and, and things. They have added some things on to it, but they go and get other scientists from China, Japan, and other places to do their bid for them. All, if you think I'm kidding, all you have to do is find out 
about this young black lady that formulated the thing for uh, COVID. Open heart surgery, brain surgery. This wasn't dead in Europe. This wasn't dead in Greek, in Greece. Although they tried to give Herodias and, and Aristotle this, that Aristotle and Herodias tell you they they got that knowledge from 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 I mean Egypt, Black Egypt. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things, that they, and they write about it. They know it, but we don't pick up anything to learn and to move ourselves forward and know our people. <laughs> All we want is a picnic. Buy a barbecue, fry some chicken or some fish, and drink some beer and, and get drunk. Or smoke some weed. That's all. All so many of us that that that's lagging us behind. And we got to go out and vote. It's sad that we will not vote. If you have people gerrymandering, redrawing district lines, and then you have people uh, uh, trying to uh, dilute the voting strength, we got to get our numbers. But we hell there. We are getting in a group. And though them white people doing this, they're doing that. Well, you ain't voting. I don't even hear your voice. You're not doing anything to change anything. Why are you talking if you, you're not going to try to change it? My was my little one vote ain't going to count. Yes, it do. I don't see people win by just a very few votes. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that we need to do. We really, really need to fight for that vote now. We need to have vans picking people up, taking them to the voting poll. Don't you know they said that one without Texas or Florida said that if old people standing up, you don't supposed to bring chairs. You don't supposed to bring them nothing to eat or give them water. What kind of mess is that? That <laughs> they were bringing old blacks out to vote and they were trying to keep them from doing, telling them, well, if they, I, I, baby, I can't stand in that line all that time. And that's what they were doing. And it, it's a shame that somebody would even do something like us, say something like that. But this is the mm-hmm. kind of thing that they pass in different cities and states. And, I mean, it's 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 horrible. Amen. Amen. I know. I um, I get a list started, and, and I, it, things that mm-hmm. I started just start popping up in my head. And I, I start talking. So, but uh, God has been good, and have, I think we've we had a great you. night, sir. I say we appreciate it. Thank you so yes, very sir. much. Yes, sir. Yeah, there. I know some others that's tuned in, but I, I will remind those who are tuned in when we get in certain areas. When you tell me you're tuned in. I always have a question to ask. The only dumb question is one not asked. So just ask your questions, and I'll try to do my best to answer it. If not, I'll tell you I researched that before I come back and answer you with the incorrect answer. I'll tell you I need to do some research on it. And once I do my re- some thorough research, it may take me a week or a little more to re- thoroughly research it and get the reading and get to pulling things up. Um, from both perspectives, not just from Caucasian, but I have to get it from other perspectives too. Um, because uh, the, when you deal with the Eurocentric law, it, it's, it's, it's meant to smother African-Americans in Africa because they, they want to make you be, yes? Can I add something, Reverend Kemp? Oh, yes. Um, 
you know, one of the things that <clears throat> is somewhat disheartening <clears throat> is that we have thousands of books that have been written from the very day that we were allowed to start educating ourselves and educating our children, you know, after the Civil War, when when they couldn't kill us for having a book. From that day until today, there are black authors, men and women, who have done excellent, excellent work. And it is upon us, Reverend Kemp, those of us who can read, who can write, to educate ourselves so that we can tell our children and our grandchildren. The BS has got to stop. You know, it's about All right, us. All right, it's about us rising up and freeing ourselves. This, this BS that we got to wait on somebody, that don't make no sense. We have no, literally thousands of books that have been written by African-American people, men and women, that are worth reading. And I really wish that we would start doing that. Thank you so very much for letting me cut in. I'm sorry. No, you're not sorry. I appreciate it because it's the truth. They have so much knowledge that's being shared out here by African-American authors right now who have done their research and been reading and researching and can tell you so many different different uh, things that we need to know and that we could pass on our children and grandchildren. Uh, we gonna, If not, we're going to just raise a, a large generation of kids, and this is something that we have to practice trying to teach our children what not to be and what not to do. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Rep. Is there anyone else? Uh, hello? Hmm. If, there, if there's not anyone else, do uh, you have something you'd like to say, uh, Pastor? Uh, just Pastor want to Williams? say God bless everyone. Uh, God bless everyone for being here tonight. Uh, Dr. Kemp, as usual, uh, we, we love you, sir. Thank you for everything that you bring uh, to the show and, and bringing this knowledge and wisdom that God has instilled inside of you. So thank you for uh, uh, blessing us and feeding our spirit with that knowledge that you have, sir. So God bless you. And everyone out there, God bless you. And thank you. Uh, um, tune in and support us. Breaking Chains, YAT Radio. Back to you, sir. <laughs> Amen. Breaking Chains. Amen. That's a beautiful name. Breaking Chains. Breaking the mm-hmm. Chains of Bondage. You Do you know that before I, 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 I pray us out and I I dismiss us tonight. You cannot enslave an educated intellectual person. See, the Apostle Paul was in a Roman prison and in prison many times, but they were were able to put bars on him, but they were not able to deal with his intellectual ability and his ability to write the Bible, uh, you know, Colossians and many other, uh, you know, books in the Bible is written from prison. Uh, and so that's what we that's what we have to understand. 
so I want to thank each and every one for tuning in. I want to let you know also, I don't care if you're black, white, rich, poor. I love everybody, and there's nothing that you could ever do about it. And I want to say that when I say things, it's not meant to hurt the people of a different race, but it's time that you stop lying to yourself and start just teaching the truth. You should know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And it's time that, that we, we free ourselves by by knowledge. Knowledge is something that, that you can't take away from a person. You might can take my freedom, but you can't take my knowledge that I have in my head, my wisdom. Amen. And Heavenly Father, Amen. as we prepare to leave this radio station and as we uh, get ready to leave Break and Change History Talk with um, Dr. Kemp, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for things that were said and done. We thank you for those who are listening tonight. And, and although it wasn't anything shared, many didn't share um, mm-hmm. the different um, things that we shared, had to talk about tonight. But, Lord, we just thank you, and we pray, Lord, that as Reverend William continue to put together different ministries, that people would show more interest in learning about themselves We've learned so much through false history teaching from first through 12th grade and even some in college. Um, it's time that we learn about ourselves and that we could build ourselves up and not have low self-esteem. I found out that, Lord, that most African-Americans suffer with low self-esteem, even those who are, who are graduates from colleges, and we still think we're below other people. And we we have this thing that I want to be like other people instead of being ourselves. Now, Lord, as we leave this station, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with the love of God, sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest through in the Bible with us henceforth and forevermore. Amen. 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 Good night. God bless. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. Hey, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves.
Y'all gave us all new life But we need to learn to love each other Humanity Have a peaceful word to say Have a peaceful place For kids to run Yeah, you and me for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.